Hi there, it's Elaine Hamilton from the Reiki Center. And in this session, I'm going to be going through some questions from a beginner. So somebody who's interested in finding out more about Reiki and the questions that were coming through were just such great questions and very common ones. So I felt it was worthwhile doing a video. For those of you who are curious about Reiki, many of you probably have very similar questions. So the first one, most obvious one is what is Reiki? And essentially Reiki is, is simply a Japanese word. It means universal life force or universal energy. And it's the idea that all through all around us, we're surrounded by a vital force or a vital force energy that we can harness and we can use. So I often use the, the idea of a fuel pump as a way of uh, allowing yourself to be refueled, much like when we eat, when we take food in, we use that food, we break it down in the stomach, in the small intestine, and then it goes off into the bloodstream as chemical particles that can then be split. And in that splitting in our cells, it releases a kind of chemical reaction like electricity. So in that sense, um, we're providing energy via our food. So you could look at Reiki as a much more subtle way to achieve uh, an energy infusion into our body simply through the placing of our hands. And the idea is that when we place our hands on our body, there is a channeling or a transfer of energy that occurs. And I like to say it's via a kind of osmosis style thing. So if you see my hand as a membrane, as I touch my body, if there is less energy in my body than there is in the surrounding air, then that energy will be drawn in through my hands into my body. Now, I know that that might sound quite way out there, but actually that is the process of osmosis. That's how it works. There is a, there's a movement or diffusion. There, nature naturally tries to balance and we are part of that. So our membrane, whether you think of it as your skin or whether you think of it as, as the, the, the cell membranes within the blood cells, there's this constant movement and balance of nutrients and energy and, and molecules that are moving around in our physical world. So all we're doing is we're kind of extending or expanding our imagination out to this idea that actually it's not only our bodies that have a form of homeostasis. The, we also are in homeostasis with our environment as well. And for a lot of animals, they do it a lot more naturally than we do. We tend to almost fight against or resist our environment, which creates a lot of stress. It creates a lot of unnecessary suffering in our lives. And so Reiki is really about bringing that aspect of balance in a wider sense, in a wider context, so that we are more balanced, not only within our physical body, but also in harmony with our environment, our relationships. So we're just kind of extending that idea of balance, harmony, homeostasis, not only within the physical body, but also externally as well. So I'm kind of hoping that that sets a good foundation for you to think about Reiki and the way that it's working within our system.
So one of the questions that was asked was around how would Reiki bring a difference or how would Reiki impact my emotional state uh, if, for example, I was depressed or anxious or worried about, about life in general or stressed? Um, and it is actually part of the same concept. If you are struggling with stress or anxiety or depression, it is actually a, a fundamental symptom of you being out of harmony or out of balance with your life force. So if you think about um, when, you, when you watch children, they, you don't get depressed toddlers. You can get, you can get young children that maybe are, are acting out or projecting things, but in general, that when they're well-balanced and they're, they're playing and they're just normally interacting with life, there's a certain balance that, that is just naturally occurring, the way that they play, the way that they move. Or if you watch animals, there, there is a certain movement of energy that occurs and they're constantly coming into balance with their environment. What often happens with us as humans is our thinking mind starts to get in the way. And that thinking mind is all the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And honestly, that starts pretty early in life. As soon as we start to have cognitive function and we have parents that are telling us we need to be doing this or that, then we get into school and it's this or that. And we start to kind of get into this situation where our mind's belief structure really starts to get in the way of our natural flow of life. And of course, other people's expectations start to get in the way as well. Perhaps our feeling of flow is out of sync with what our family or our parents or our teachers or our friends think or want us to be. And this can cr start creating a lot of issues very early on. And obviously, if you're already in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s above, then you've had a lifetime of this kind of crippling effect of, of your mind is telling you one thing and your life force or your spirit or you know, your, your natural flow is telling you another thing. Now, that's going to set up a lot of tension in your system and a lot of suffering. So when we talk about coming into homeostasis or coming into balance with our own physical body, that's, that's kind of easy to understand, right? Like if you've damaged or injured yourself, um, you've, you've got a physical injury or an illness, then as you apply Reiki, it's, it's quite understandable. It's like, yes, I can get that. I get more energy. I get more fuel into my body and then my body can heal quicker. I can accelerate my healing process through a stronger immune system and through a better functioning of all my red blood cells and the platelets and the white blood cells. And you can kind of, kind of get that on a biological level. If I'm putting more energy into my system, obviously the system is going to run better. So that's an easy explanation of why Reiki can really help to accelerate our natural healing process when it comes to physical ailments or injuries or issues. But then the question around depression is like, well, how can it help depression? Actually, it's a similar thing. We've come out of balance mentally. So rather than it being a physical 
uh, imbalance in our system or a physical injury, it's actually a mental injury. And that mental injury is us fighting against the expectation. And so that expectation might be placed on by ourselves, or it might be placed on us by an external force or relationships or other people. It doesn't matter. But essentially, depression is this not meeting expectation. Now, not meeting expectation could be your own expectations or other people's expectations. It doesn't matter. But there is an imbalance. So there is a break. It's almost like you've broken a bone. Uh, it's like you've broken a structure in your mind. You've broken a belief system that you felt this is really important and then it's just not happening. So part of the healing, the healing is essentially the same thing where we're trying to accelerate the acceptance. We're trying to accelerate the openness and movement of our mind. So rather than accelerating the immune system and accelerating the, the way that our body heals itself, we're accelerating the way the mind heals itself. So for a lot of people, when they start doing Reiki, they relax, they mentally relax. And so if you imagine that you've got all this tightness going on in your mind, and then, and then it slowly starts to relax and tease out and just become more calm, there is much more clarity that occurs. And within that clarity, you start to become aware of some of these issues and it becomes a lot clearer for you. So it's not like a magic wand. It's more like as you calm your mind and as you relax your body and as you bring more vitality into the system, you can just naturally start to, to see why things are the way they are or what are some of the root causes of your issues or why you're depressed or what are some of the things that you're expecting of yourself and what are some of the things that you are unrealistically still holding on to and then once you start to let these go, then everything starts to shift and change. And that's why Reiki is so powerful around mental um, tightness. So a lot of people who come to Reiki that have got anxiety or stress or depression find that Reiki is amazing for it. And it's not like a magic wand, as I said before. It's much more just this relaxing into the truth or really seeing more, cl more clearly what is going on in your life and what are some of these very unrealistic kind of expectations that are either being placed upon you or that you have placed upon yourself that are just not matching up to the reality of what your life really is. And this, I think, is what I call keeping up with yourself as we get, as we move through life, things happen. We have to be flexible. We have to be open. We have to be willing to really take in what life is trying to show us and move with it. And that's the thing that I think that Reiki is so powerful in doing because it really brings you into balance with your environment. And I'm not just meaning the air and the, where you're living. And um, I mean, your flow, your life flow. So rather than resisting it the whole time, like I don't want to go in this direction. I don't, my life shouldn't look like this. I don't want it to be like this we start to open our eyes and see what's really in front of us. Like this is our life and this is what's happening. And right now, right here, this is where I am. Now, actually, people really resist that. They're like, no, 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 I can't admit it. <laughs> but it's just so illogical because if you don't admit it, 
It's a bit like when you, when you first admit you're an alcoholic, that's when change can happen. And when you first admit where you are in your life and what's actually going on, then you can change it. But you cannot change it from a place of denial and you cannot change it from a place of resistance. So this is a really important aspect of what Reiki does is it brings you into balance. And this is what I mean when I talk about balance. It's, it's catching you up to, it's bringing you up to date with what's actually happening. What's the reality of what's going on in your life? Another question that was asked was whether it is a belief system. Now, Reiki is not a religion, but it's also not a belief system. So you can, you can experiment with this yourself. If you are a Reiki practitioner, you, there are lots of Reiki experiments that you can do with plants or with fruit. So you can cut fruit in half and you can Reiki uh, some of them. And you'll, you'll see that there's, there's posts on my own website. Uh, I'll put the link down for the Apple experiment where the kids who do the Reiki kids class, their homework is to Reiki an apple. And what they have to do is they have to chop the apple in half and then they have to reiki one half and leave the other half as a control. So this is not to do with belief systems because the apple responds to reiki. And I've also done the same with rice. You can boil rice and put it in two jars, reiki one of the jars and leave the other one as a control. And you don't have to touch the jars either because reiki actually flows via distance. So if you put your hands a couple of inches away from the jar, then the Reiki energy will still have an impact on the rice. And what it tends to do is it tends to preserve. So these are very simple little exercises you can do for yourself. You know, it's not, it's not difficult to really challenge a lot of these precepts. Like a lot of people will say Reiki is placebo or, or Reiki is just your imagination or Reiki is a, uh, simply a belief system. But these experiments will show that that's just not the case. Now, in my experience, if you believe in Reiki, it certainly encourages you to do your self-practice. If you don't believe in it, one, you're not going to come to class to learn Reiki. And two, you're not going to continue the practice after class. So definitely an openness to believe it works is required just in order to get you to come to a Reiki class and to get you to do your practice at home. And, and these are a given, but your belief or non-belief is not what activates Reiki. And so this is a, a really important thing to understand is that you don't have to believe in it. It's not like, it's not like law of attraction or, or some kind of prayer or something like this. It's, it's not that at all. It is actually a movement. It's a it's a, a scientific movement of energy. Now, just because the science hasn't caught up with energy work doesn't mean it's not existent. There are many things, you know, like if you go back through, through history that science needed to catch up on. And uh, so, so science is not the definitive explanation of the world. I mean, there are so many things that science cannot explain yet. And we are still growing into that. So just because we can't explain energy science yet doesn't mean we won't be able to in the future. So really, when you're looking at Reiki, it's to come to your own experiment with it and not just decide, OK, I mean, this is the thing that 
doesn't really frustrate me, but I find very um, close-minded that people that are very against Reiki or very vocal against Reiki have never actually tried it themselves. They've never had a Reiki treatment. They've never gone to a Reiki class. You know, it's just kind of like a bit ridiculous. So when people uh, are very skeptical around Reiki, that's fine. And you don't have to believe it or not believe it. But to dismiss something that you haven't tried yourself and, and you haven't experimented on yourself, I, I think is a very close-minded approach. So um, I, I would always say that even if you are slightly open to the idea of creating more balance in your life, at least give it a shot, at least give it a try and just see. And maybe it's for you and maybe it's not for you. Like we all have different ways of balancing. We all have different ways of meditating. We all have different ways of, of creating wellness. And, and honestly, we all have different um aspects of our own well-being that work or don't work better so i totally get that and i totally get that someone might try reiki and not resonate with it and so that's very different than just dismissing it out of hand because you you think it's a belief system or a religion because it's neither of those things and there are plenty of experiments and there's also plenty there's a growing body of medical uh surveys and studies that are suggesting very strongly that Reiki uh, really is a very powerful aid for balancing the body and balancing the mind. Another wonderful question is, uh, do people ever reach this perfect balance or equilibrium and then stop Reiki? So this idea that we can reach some kind of homeostasis that is perfect because nothing is changing in life, right? <laughs> It's a bit like saying, do you ever get to perfect fullness and never have to eat again? Or do you ever get to perfect hydration and never have to drink again? Well, the body is in a constant state of movement and flux and our energy requirements never stop. So our energy requirements, as we well know, we need to eat, we need to fuel ourselves, we need to drink, we need to take care of our bodies, we need to exercise, we need to move, we need... This is just self-care. So Reiki is part of that self-care. We are never in perfect equilibrium, ever. We're constantly in flux and changing from, the, from 24-7. When you're sleeping, you're moving and you're fluxing and there's all kinds of things happening. There's an in and there's an out. There's an exchange of energy happening constantly. I mean, the one constant is change. So what the Reiki energy is doing is it's helping you to really stay in the flow of that movement. But life is a flow. Life is not static. Time is a movement, right? So anything that is in movement is changing. And that basically goes for any single living thing. So any living thing is requiring energy, energy in, energy out. And so Reiki is never going to get you into a perfect equilibrium. That's not the point of it. So it's not the point of to, to create some kind of shiny perfection that never changes. It's actually the opposite. Reiki is the tool to help you constantly keep up with the change so that change doesn't become a stressful thing. You become more and more and more open. 
So what then happens is that you're much more aware, you're much more alert to the changes that are coming, the movements and changes that are, that are occurring. Even in the future, you can start to see that. You can start to see certain, certain you can get a sense of certain things that are starting to come into your environment because you become much more open to what is happening in the future, what is happening around you, how people are responding. It's, it's almost like you expand your sphere of influence because you're much more in touch with the moment. You're much more present in the moment. So yeah, no, the idea that you can someday stop Reiki is, is a kind of misunderstanding of what the Reiki is doing. If you look at Reiki more as a fuel source, then you'll get a better, it's a, it's a better analogy of that. So it's constantly there helping to fuel you so that you can basically lead your best life. So the next question was, um, why, why do I have to do it myself? Why can't you Reiki me? And then I will just get Reiki from you. And then I don't have to do it myself. And this is another great question. These questions are fabulous. Um, because yes, absolutely, lots of people will go to a Reiki practitioner and they will receive Reiki from a practitioner rather than learn it themselves and rather do it themselves. That's absolutely fine. And that is your choice. Um, but if you, if you think about the quantity of Reiki you're going to be getting, so it's, it's almost like if you go to a Reiki practitioner, say weekly, then you're going to get one hour of Reiki from them a week. If you learn Reiki for yourself and you Reiki yourself before bed every night, you're going to get seven hours of Reiki yourself, if not more, because you could also be Reiki yourself as you watch TV, or you could be Reiki yourself during your yoga or meditation practice, or just when you have spare time or when you're sitting in a waiting room, hanging around when you're, you know, there's so many different opportunities because essentially once you learn Reiki for yourself, then you are that channel. You are that open healing capacity. So the amount of Reiki that you can, you can bring into your own system is obviously much more, much greater than if you went to a Reiki practitioner once or twice a month or weekly or whatever you were doing. The other benefit is obviously you can Reiki, Reiki other people. So if you have loved ones that you live with, you could help them. If you... Um, saw somebody in a lot of distress or a colleague or a friend, you could help them immediately simply by placing your hands on them. Uh, you could really help to kind of calm them down. You could help them to, to maybe get over a panic attack or just support them if they were going through a very big emotional upheaval or if they fell down and they, they hurt themselves and they were in a lot of pain, you could use Reiki as a, as a form of first aid. You can also Reiki animals, you can Reiki plants. So obviously there's, there's a lot more benefits for you to do it yourself. Now, not everybody has that wish to be more self-empowered. So if that's not really your thing, then totally get that. But I would say that if you have a, a, an urge or, or a, a kind of inkling that you would like to gain more self-empowerment and that you would like to really bring the healing into your own hands and to be more kind of self-authorizing in that sense, then it's a no-brainer that you would want to learn it for yourself. 
rather than to rely on somebody else to give you a lot less energy than you could actually do for yourself. So the next question is uh, kind of similar to this idea of placebo effect. How do I know if it's not a placebo effect? Actually, uh, I would really question the issue with it being a placebo effect. Um, what a placebo, what placebo is, is the ability of our human body to heal itself. That's actually what a placebo is. So <laughs> the definition of placebo is our ability to heal ourselves without medical intervention. I, and people, <laughs> people use placebo like it's a bad thing. I'm like, why are we not studying placebo? Placebo is really amazing. It's really amazing. It's essentially our ability to heal ourselves simply through wanting to, simply through believing we can. If you are using the Reiki and you are uplifting yourself, you're filling yourself up, bringing more vitality into your life, bringing more energy into your abilities, your capacity for positive change is definitely better. And that is improved because of placebo, because you believe that as you do your Reiki, then you are going to be able to manage your challenges better. You're going to be able to um, feel better. You, you might even be thinking, oh, I can heal my arthritis or I can heal this and I can heal that. And maybe you do. And maybe it is placebo. And why does it matter? Like, this is what I don't understand. It's kind of like, well, okay, it's placebo. So therefore it's a bad thing that you've healed your arthritis because it's placebo. <laughs> Makes no sense. So this to me, if I can go a bit conspiracy theory on you for a moment, is really, I, I feel it's, it's almost like, well, we don't want you to really engage your placebo. We don't want you to really become self-empowered because then you're going to stop needing all the medicines that we can sell you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I just, I think if you have a superpower called placebo, you should damn well use it. And if Reiki allows you to harness your placebo so that you can enhance it to even greater levels than the average person, then more power to you, really more power to you. And that's fabulous. And can we please stop using placebo like it's some kind of fictitious thing? Because placebo is not fictitious. Um, if you want to get any drug through the FDA, you have to prove that it is more effective than placebo. That's a pretty powerful thing that you actually have to prove that because it means that placebo is not, it's not a not a thing. It is definitely a thing. And uh, this is something that I really like people to start engaging with a bit more. It's like, okay, how can I activate my placebo? That's the real question. How can I activate it more? How can I really move with it? How can I become more self-empowered, more self-healing? How can I use my, my mind's incredible ability to affect healing in my body? These are the questions we should be asking. And, and so, you know, if you think that by doing Reiki, you're going to activate your placebo, fabulous. That's 
great. Do it. The next question. I just love these questions. The next question is, how do you know as a Reiki person that you're progressing? Like, what, what, what are the steps that you know that as you're doing your Reiki that it's, it's working, I guess, is the question? Or that, you know, how, how do you, how do you um, measure it, maybe? I can tell this questioner is very logical in their thinking. Absolutely brilliant. So I would, again, I can only go with my own experience, but when I first came to Reiki, I came, really, I was looking for something. And I think most people, when they start their Reiki practice, they're looking for something, and that is a diminishing of their suffering. And what I define by suffering is the feeling of dissatisfaction, the feeling of depression, anxiety, fear, these kind of negative states of mind that create a certain suffering or holding in the body. Now, that suffering could also be through illness. It could be through pain. It could be through physical injury. Uh, but most people, I think, come to Reiki because they have um, some form of anxiety or depression or dissatisfaction, just general, like, is this all there is to life kind of feeling? And so they want to find, they're looking for something to help and when we talk about Reiki as a tool for reaching harmony, there's something about harmony or calmness or peace, a deeper inner peace. So this is the measurement. Like for me, my measurement is my level of inner peace. And when I first came to Reiki, I had zero inner peace, like zero. I just, my mind was controlling my life and controlling my my every waking moment was just what I was thinking and what I was thinking about what other people were thinking and what I was thinking about yesterday and tomorrow. And God, it was just this constant noise in my head. And I was looking for some respite. I was looking for something that would just shut it the hell up. And I have to say that that's my measurement. Like every year it gets a bit quieter in there. And every year I worry a bit less, I fear a bit less. And, and actually I would say it's accelerated, you know, when it's kind of like a funny, and, I'm, and I know different people have different journeys with this, but I would say my first couple of years with Reiki, there was this massive acceleration of progress. So I just stopped doing a lot of the cyclical thinking. I, I let go of a lot of the worrying. I, I started sleeping much better. It's like the anxiety just disappeared. The depression got much better in control. I mean, like amazing things in the first couple of years. And then I kind of plateaued for a while. And then actually I went into a bit of a few dips of hormonal depression that occurred uh, after the birth of my daughter. And then again, around menopause. So you know, it's been ups and downs. So this is the other thing, like life throws you different challenges at different times. So it's not to say that once you, once you get into some kind of harmony or equilibrium in your life, that you're not going to be whacked by something else because life happens and events happen. But then what I've noticed is that with, with the help of Reiki, I've been able to kind of let them go, or I've been able to move through these challenges in a I think a much more effective way than I was doing before I, I had Reiki. So 
when we look at measuring progress, it's, it's your own definition. Like, why are you curious about Reiki? What do you want out of it? That's a great question. And then you measure it based on that. So for me, I wanted deeper, deeper meaning and I wanted inner peace and I wanted to shut up my mind and not have it control me every waking moment. And I've achieved all of those. I have a much greater and, and deeper peace within my system. I can shut my mind up pretty much at will now. Like it's not, it just doesn't bother me the way it used to. There'll be some times where I, I notice I'm spinning my wheels, but it's almost like as soon as I notice I'm spinning my wheels, it stops. So there's a huge level of control I've now got over my mind and it doesn't control me. And that is immeasurable as far as I'm concerned. That's priceless. That's just like fantastic. So when you are looking at your own Reiki journey, I would really invite you to come into your own definition. Like, how do you want to measure it? What's your measurement of success? And then you just look at it and see, and you, you tick your own box and you, you choose for yourself. Why are you being drawn into this? Because whatever reason is drawing you into Reiki, that's going to be your measurement of success. So great question. <laughs> Another question was asked around Reiki and um, what we do with it. So it's kind of like, well, if I have Reiki, then do I then need to go and heal others? Or do I need to then become like Mother Teresa? And if not, what's the point of having Reiki? Um, so again, we come back to the fundamental measurement, I guess, and also the fundamental reason for uh, what is kind of drawing you to Reiki in the first place. So, and this is just my own belief, is that we can live a much, a very free, relaxed, happy, joyful life. And we can only do that when we are not in resistance to the life flow. Now, what I mean by the life flow is very simply the reality of what life is giving to us. And often our suffering is because we're resisting it. So for example, let's say uh, one of the, one of a very common Reiki thing actually is I'm Reiki myself and I get sick. Why am I sick? I shouldn't be sick because I've been Reiki myself. Now, when you fight against the reality and the reality is simply you got sick. If you fight against that, then you suffer because you resist and you start suffering and you start getting stressed and you start getting angry at Reiki and you start, I don't know, getting angry at God, whatever. So you set up this self-made suffering because you are unwilling to accept that you got sick. And when I say it logically like that, uh, you might you might think, oh, well, yeah, that's very logical. But there is so much resistance. It's like, let's say you're driving and a car like cuts up, cuts you up in front of you and you get all angry about it. It's like that, they, that shouldn't have happened. The reality is it did happen. Now you're suffering because you think it shouldn't have happened. So when we are doing Reiki, the only reason there is to learn Reiki for yourself is to help yourself lead a more enjoyable life. That's it. It's like, do, would you like, would you like 
to lead a more enjoyable, calmer, more mentally relaxed life. And whether you that whether that means you go off and become the next Mother Teresa, whether that means you you keep Reiki for yourself and never talk about it with anyone else because you're quite happy in your own private practice, or whether you do a little bit of a mixture, which most people do, just kind of talk about Reiki, how much they enjoy it, um, offer Reiki to friends and, and family, perhaps do it on their own pets, do it for themselves, and they just notice these incredible differences. Um, I've done a couple of studies now around the benefits of Reiki for Reiki practitioners. And by that, I mean people who are students of Reiki, who do Reiki as a self-healing practice. And I'll stick in some of the, the links at the bottom if you want to take a look. But essentially, that's it in a nutshell. Do you want to have a more harmonious life or not? And do you want to have more peace in your life and more balance? And do you want to stop fighting yourself? And do you want to stop suffering? <laughs> That's it, really. And if the answer to any of those is yes, then Reiki might be something to try out. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> How do I know this is not just an MLM scheme, i.e. a scam or a multi-level marketing or some kind of, you know, you just take your money and then run um, because I mean, fair enough, right? Like Reiki is not something that you are necessarily going to feel, um, though I would suggest that maybe you go and try it out for yourself. I would say the best way to know whether or not Reiki is something that you resonate with is to go and get yourself a Reiki treatment from a professional um, or a friend even, but a professional is going to be kind of better because they are going to be focused on you Yes, you are going to pay them some money for that, but this is a great intro. I would say that most people get a sense by the end of their first session whether or not Reiki is something that kind of resonates with you or not. I, When I first had my, my first Reiki treatment was from my mom, actually. She came back from Reiki one class and she wanted to use me as a, binny, a guinea pig. And as soon, when she put her hands on me, I didn't really feel that much, but when she started raking my back, because I actually did have some back issues, I noticed immense heat. And that heat, I knew I wasn't imagining. So for me, I, I just knew, like after my first treatment, I knew there was something about this. It was not my imagination and it was not a scam. So I think maybe if you get your evidence somehow that, that makes you feel good about it, then go for a class, you know, and then see for yourself. So I would say get the proof if that's important to you and, and do it however feels right for you and then um, take it from there. So that's the end of the questions for this time. And uh, I've really enjoyed answering them. Do keep the questions coming in. And if you want to pop them in the comment section below, then please feel free to do that. And I will try and get around to answering those as well. Um, I really enjoy getting your questions and getting your emails. And hopefully this might have helped some of you who've been pondering or wondering about certain aspects of Reiki. Thanks so much. Thanks for watching. Bye.